This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director. Since 1977, we've been doing this program. Longest-running Sioux Falls radio talk show host, I guess you might say, in Sioux Falls radio history. Going to be talking to Pam Cole, who's running for Sioux Falls City Council at large. There's over 13 candidates. Uh, I don't have that many Sundays in my quarter, but uh, uh, the mayors, I, I figure the news is covering them pretty well. But to really talk about the issues at this time of the upcoming election, we feel that the city uh, council at large, there's four or five members. We can have all of you on and have your uh, ideas uh, representing uh, uh, pretty much what uh, the issues are for this election. Uh, a lot of the other uh, City council members are just a portion, or portion of the city, so the at-large represents the whole city. Well, Pam is a uh, nonprofit consultant currently working for Nordland Heritage Foundation on August campus. He worked uh, all last year to help get uh, Medicaid expansion on the ballot, and maybe he can help explain that to me. Uh, I'd like to know about that myself. Uh, you're a former school board member and state senator from Brookings. Uh, you and your youngest daughter, Rosie, moved to Sioux Falls. Uh, she's seven. and she's Oh, no, seven years ago. Seven yeah. years ago. Yeah. Seven years yeah. ago. And uh, from a farm in North Dakota. So uh, you've got some uh, rural uh, expertise, too. You moved to Sioux Falls 31 years ago? South Dakota, 31 years ago to Mitchell. To work when, as a graphic designer. Yeah, so. my, my youngest was, or my oldest, who's 31 now, I was 10 months old, so I've been in South Dakota since I was 23. And you got married, uh, you moved from Brookings, right? Yeah, yeah, so my daughter Rosie and I moved here seven years ago mm-hmm. uh, after we struggled, our family struggled through a divorce after 20 years uh, living in, in Brookings, and that was, you know, a, a reawakening for us, and she was a sophomore, she started, she was the last one that I had in high school, and she started at Lincoln, and I came here to kind of rebuild and, and reshape our lives, which is, is working, and it's working well. Sometimes you need to just start over a little bit. Well, being in city council isn't an easy job, and sometimes it can be, uh, uh, well, not exactly appreciated job. Uh, in fact, if you were in Russia right now, the, the mayor got, uh, uh, you know, basically abducted. It can be a dangerous job, you can say, in, in Ukraine right now, but... Uh, why do you want to run for city council? Well, I have a background that I, I feel that I have a responsibility to do that. And it starts way back on our family farm and when my dad served on the school board himself for more years than I can even remember. And then he also served on national boards for Pioneer Seed. So I saw him as a leader. And then also my mother, also she if you're going to do something, you, you better do it right. And so they were big on education, support, and the arts. So my my mom also taught me to really love my elders. So we lived 13 miles out, and we would stop at our neighbors' houses, and a lot of them were getting older. I thought we were going for cookies, but here I know now that she was checking on them. So that, you know, that is the legacy that that is foundational for me. So when I, when my kids started school, I became a PTA mom. Uh, even though I was working full time, I made sure to help the teachers, to help the students, to help the parents, and build our community in Brookings. And then, and then I ran for the school board because I saw that I could really play a role. And I remembered what my dad had done. And then that basically led to me having a great interest in serving in the state legislature, 
which I was the first Democrat in 28 years in Brookings to be elected. And honestly, it's because of my community building that I did in Brookings. I started the community theater and ran that as a volunteer for five years. So I literally knew you know, the people there. And that's how I go about it. And, and now Sioux Falls is a lot bigger, but I've been spending a lot of time getting out there and meeting people. So I think it just comes back to responsibility. And I have the experience. So I've, I've helped develop public policy at the local level and the state level at this point. Well, there's, I, I was a PTA president at Jefferson. Nice. I used to get high on the mimeograph machine. <laughs> But uh, the uh, uh, there's more than one Cole Runnings, and they both spell the same name. So uh, we yeah. want to make sure that people know you're Pam Cole. Yeah, so there's at-large A, mm-hmm. Sarah Cole, and I am at-large B, Pam Cole. Uh, so, yeah, I don't differentiate differentiating ourselves. You know, I think that people just have to do their homework. I, I'm really, yeah, people need to look at all of the candidates' websites, they need to look where they work, what they've done, their experience, and where we're at right now in Sioux Falls, and what kind of abilities do they bring that we need right now, immediately. Pam Cole, running for Sioux Falls City Council at Large B. Um, now, as a nonprofit, uh, Northern Heritage Foundation, tell us what that is. Right. So, the last many years, I've kind of picked and chosen uh, who to work for and what kind of things that I want to do. And this current role right now with Nordland Heritage Foundation, there's four historic buildings on the south side of the Augustana campus. There's a church, there's a school, and then there's the Ole Rolvog writing cabin, and then the Birdall Rolvog home. Uh, And they're all going to be moved. They are in the process of being moved. So uh, when we are, I serve on historic preservation here in town as well. And I went back to school for a history degree uh, in my 40s, 10 years ago. Um, So part of what I like to do is work on that type of thing. So when this opportunity came up to help them archive and make sure that everything was documented, I hired a couple of interns and I've been helping them through the process and interacting with, I work for Augie actually, but we have a board as well. So the key point to those those buildings and preserving, um, the Ole Rovog writing cabin, he of course wrote Giants in the Earth that has never been out of print and it's almost 100 years old. And that he was influenced by his wife, Jenny Birdall, local family, and we would not have it without it. So that house is on the National Registry, and Augie is working through a process right now with historic preservation. And I hope that they're able to keep the home and move it over because they are going to keep their writing cabin. So that's what I did the last few months. And prior to that, I worked all of last year visiting with thousands of South Dakotans on Medicaid expansion and getting signatures to help get that on the ballot this coming November. Well, where are they going to move the buildings to? Oh, sure. So the Beaver Creek Church Mm -hmm. and Egger Schoolhouse are going to go uh, to the Harrisburg Apple Orchard. So they'll be preserved and used and school kids and families can go in and they'll be uh, they'll use the church for weddings the cabin and hopefully the house um, and augie still has to make that termination will 
potentially be moved on the west side of the humanities building right off of Grange. There's a, a grove of trees over there, mm-hmm. and we know for certain that the cabin will be preserved. The house, they're still debating. So, And the, it is ultimately up to them, and what I've done is just try to give them you know, perspective on that historical aspect and the strong reasoning to potentially keep that. We're talking to Pam Cole, running for Sioux Falls City Council at Large B. Um, the uh, uh, heritage there is is uh, something that I think a lot of people, uh, really the young kids, need to see more and more of that. Uh, but uh, uh, the Medicaid expansion, I'm not familiar with that myself so much. Okay. So now you can explain it to me, and uh, why do you want to get it on the ballot? So with Medicaid expansion, mm-hmm. that occurred after the Affordable Care Act. So Prior to that, uh, so after the Affordable Care Act, states could choose whether to expand not only from families and children that are um, low income that would qualify for federal health insurance, really great coverage for medicine and going to the doctor. Um, South Dakota chose not to expand to single adults uh, that earn less than 17000 a year, okay, 138% above poverty. So we left them, you know, out. And including, this is a really big thing to note, is that we left out all of our Native American brothers and sisters, and they are reimbursed at 100% from the federal government. And I want to give, you know, Dennis Dugard, Governor Dugard, made note of that. He tried to get this through based on... We're not meeting the needs of our Native people, and that would have brought millions to all of our reservations throughout the last 11 years. So finally, uh, you know, the citizens took it in their own hands, and we did a ballot initiative last year. And, yeah, and it's on the ballot now. So we, you know, there were two groups that were getting signatures, and both of us had thousands of conversations. So people signed on to get it on the ballot, and this is a constitutional amendment. We probably talk to a lot of service clubs, and uh, or mm-hmm. even when you talk mm-hmm. to people, you know, a thousand people is. Uh, what, what did most of them react or say about this? Uh, I would say that most of them agree that it should happen now. We've come to the realization that it's very difficult to pay for health care premiums, and then it's even more difficult to pay for medication. So if you don't have pharmaceutical coverage you're really in bad shape so to me it's a workforce support issue which also is another reason why i'm running for the city council uh, this this helps people that are half sick you know and i call them a family of one mm-hmm. why would we leave a family of one out of this equation so it helps people to be more healthy and then it, it stabilizes their lives and that that's you know one of the main reasons why i want to run for city council is to I see that the city plays a role in helping to stabilize the residents' lives in our city. We're speaking to the city council members that are running at large. Uh, Pam Cole, now running for Sioux Falls City Council at uh, Large B. Uh, at large means you represent the whole city. Uh, so uh, that's something we can take as kind of representative of what the issues are for coming up in the election here. Uh, but when you ran for school board member, school board, you know, really, some people say it's very boring, but it's one of the... People are starting to see now how important being on a school board uh, really is. One thing that when you choose to or you're called to public service like this is that you have to forecast. You have to think, well, where are you at right now? Where have you come from? 
and where do you want to go? So I I would say that school board, I mean, that's where, you know, everything, that's where the rubber hits the road when it's more, more local. So I'm really used to people reaching out to me and, yeah, sometimes complaining or offering their perspective. Uh, for instance, when I served on the school board in Brookings, one thing that we went through, and this is very uh, forward-thinking, is all-day, everyday kindergarten. Now, this was way back in 2003, four. We did not even have kindergarten mandated by our state yet. So we, as a school board in Brookings, chose to look into, and it took a year for us to study this, but we we did not get a per-student allocation for that. So we started offering voluntary all-day, everyday kindergarten to families. Now, this was very controversial, and it doesn't seem like it, it, I mean, it's not now, but it was back then, and I would have moms call me, and they would be very upset, say, why would you, why are you forcing, you know, taking my child, you know, at that five-year-old age and making them go to kindergarten? Why would you do that? So, and I would respond by saying, this, ma'am, this is voluntary. You know, you, you don't have to do this. But then often the comeback would be, well, then my child might be behind the other one. So, you know, you, I learned long ago that you have to do your research and you have to do kind of a 360 when you look at ideas. So where are you at with things? And then you find out, I, I reach out to people that are completely opposite to what I think mm-hmm. on an issue. So I can understand what they are, where they're coming from. And then you, you create this ability to respond to the questions that might come at you. Well, I, I got to say one thing, Pam. We're talking to Pam Cole running for Sioux Falls City Council at Large B. We're trying to get all of the at-large councilors on to talk about the issues in Sioux Falls. We had Janet Brecky last week. Uh, Pam Cole uh, uh, is uh, uh, with us now. Uh, the reason, you know, I, I got to say, you had a phone number on your website. Yeah. I, I don't know why candidates run for election and don't put a phone number on their website. So, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I recommend that if any, if you're going to run for office, don't you know if you're going to you say vote for me, put your phone number yeah, <laughs> on yeah. your contact information. Maybe I'm old fashioned. Well, you, you were a state senator from Brookings. I, I got to say, Brookings really does have a very active political uh, city. Uh, uh, politics up there don't oh it's so so amazing yeah so that's a great place to have been in training and and it is an ideal size honestly so it's this training ground that i had there uh through working school board and then you know i did a lot with the chamber and then of course community development stuff and i had a graphic design business for eight years and it kept me really busy i i hired two or three SDSU graphic design students for eight years running and did, you know, city of Brookings website for nine years, managed that. And it, I mean, honestly, it was a great place to be from. And it also allows me to have all of these abilities that I have gained that I'm really grateful for to bring now to a critical time in Sioux Falls, the present, uh, it's, where we're at with things is really important to start implementing some public policy. Well, you ran your own small business. Then. Right, right. Uh, as a state senator, what did you do? Yeah, no, part of that was uh, I worked as a grant writer on the side and did graphic mm-hmm. design. So, you know, I've just built my school, my skill set through the years and then, you know, do what I can when I can and including not only 
uh, for me to work in my careers, you know, and, and work that I do that I love to do. That brings me um, with people. I've, for instance, I've worked as a hospice volunteer coordinator for two right. years here in, at Sanford. And, you know, I just adore people and I want to hear their stories. I want to find out where they're at. And honestly, can we help them move up one level, you know, stabilize, move up one level? And I really believe that public policy and aka government you know that's often a bad word but that's part of the puzzle is bringing that the community the private sector nonprofits and government together to to build packages of ideas Van Cole running for Sioux Falls City Council at large B uh, you've got a lot of uh, a hospice that's not an easy job no uh, no and it's uh, uh, City Council, like I say, uh, if you're in Russia right now, I wouldn't want to be a, a mayor. But um, in Sioux Falls, uh, I guess, why would you want to be on the City Council? Yeah, so last fall when I was working on Medicaid, mm-hmm. I took some time out to go watch the first and second reading of medical cannabis when they were reviewing and implementing the code at the City Council because I was interested. I am a proponent of, of seeing and, and helping people, you know, and having had that hospice background to, um, and then knowing friends that have had cancer and have passed away and utilized uh, Dr. Rick Holm from Brookings, one of my wonderful friends. Uh, he's a prairie doc on South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Um, he utilized cannabis in his last many months and he said that it helped him feel like himself so after 70 percent of the people that voters in south dakota said that they want to implement medicaid or medical cannabis i was very interested so i went and watched the proceedings and i was kind of thrown for a loop a little bit because i could tell right away that all of the city council already knew exactly how they were going to vote on this and they were given only three days to read this entire new code. If they read it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you need to have time. Mm -hmm. And then having served on as an elected person before, that first reading, they're trying to, they're just basically saying, let's just accept it how it is. But then I noticed that Janet Brecky, she had questions. And she she brought up the point of maybe we're over-regulating this. Maybe we need to see what the market can do uh, we're zoning it out into the hinterlands. We're not allowing growing, you know, and it's not. So I saw that and it, it was off-putting for me. I felt like the council might not be doing everything that they're supposed to be doing and that they were maybe trying to please the mayor, you know, and that was my first inkling. And, and it went against how I would manage or be a part of a board like that or a commission, because I, I believe that you're supposed to be able to bring your ideas to the commission and then offer amendments, and it was made clear that that evening they wanted nothing like that to happen. You would ask questions, they, they probably wouldn't like that. Right, right. Um, 
I, I've seen in the past, this is my own opinion, but I've seen in the past where they, they uh, put in a lot of regulations because they went to some mayor's uh, or city council convention and went to some uh, uh, speaker and they said, well, this is uh, because they do it in this city, maybe we should do it in our city. Well, it's a, it's a boilerplate set of regulations. Is it what we really need? Or are they just trying to say we want to make Sioux Falls like that sound? Uh, Cole running for Sioux Falls City Council at Large B, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, not a good age to ask questions or want to debate. Uh, I think we need more of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and my mom always said, do it right the first time, right? But yeah, as an outsider looking in last fall and mm-hmm. attending both of those meetings and seeing how they implemented this, I could very much tell that there were you know, a few leaders that really didn't want this to happen. And it is not because it's just medical cannabis. I felt that the process was not as as good or open, transparent as it should be. And I think through Janet's effort, they did get further along and it'll be, you know, allowed. But if that's the way we, you know, we pick and choose how to manage some areas that are brought before and, and treat others differently, I don't agree with that. And Honestly, I feel like we have an extra strong mayor set up right now, and the council needs to step up. You know, there's a duty with a legislative duty to propose and meet the needs of policy, and that should be driven by the city council. Well, since the last mayor's election, they've kind of put the citizen input on the back burner a little bit. Uh, What do you think about that? Well, there's an interesting thing happening that there are, and I want to talk about the sustainability and climate change action plan a little bit because, you know, that is one example of there's over about 30 people that got together the last 18 months and worked really hard on this. I feel like it's a guiding light for us, you know, for the city council. But honestly, the city council should have laid the groundwork with a strategic plan prior and said, these are the things that we need to do and then call upon, you know, the, the different commissions or committees. Um, so we're receiving information from kind of the bottom up and then you have to reactively uh, pass potential policy. You know, that's not terrible. I think it should go hand in hand, uh, but the input part of it, it's interesting that when they brought the sustainability plan before the council at an informational session, that at least three of the counselors said, well, this is, you know, thank you for the work, but there wasn't a city councilor on there, you know, we should have. And the way I looked at that, I'm going, well, you could have asked to be on it. You know, you should, you could have gone there. Uh, and that's a duty that you should have done it. So here you end up with this remarkable product that's a plan. You know, and my dad always said, what's the plan? Because you have to have one. And then you have to have a process that's actionable. So it's in two different ways. You get these ideas from committees from the bottom up, or should it be city council-led with, yes, lots of public input. Now, public input's at the end of all of the meetings at the city council, that's when everybody's left really tired and they've, they've left and they certainly can read to see, well, what's on the agenda, what's not. And I like how we do it. Historic preservation. People see the agenda. We do that first. You know, we say, Hey, anybody here that is not on the agenda. 
talking to Pam Cole, running for Sioux Falls City Council at large. B, uh, you're a nonprofit consultant currently working for Northern Heritage Foundation on August campus. You worked all last year to help get Medicaid expansion on the ballot. Uh, you're a former school board member, state senator from Brookings, uh, and uh, you and your youngest daughter, uh, Rosie, moved to Sioux Falls, uh, originally from a farm in North Dakota, and, and uh, moved to South Dakota 31 years ago to work. Uh, you've worked as a graphic designer, had your own business, and so on. Uh, I ask this of all candidates uh, for the last 10 years. Um, who do you think runs Sioux Falls? Is it the concerned citizen, or is it the developer? Well, I think right now, for sure, since we're when we're sitting economically where we're at with we're gangbusters absolutely the developers they all say that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's it's true and and they would probably admit it too and then i i would say that there's even a smaller uh, within that segment there's a few that are getting you know more contracts more of the tiff dollars etc and then that that moves to more reasoning where you know someone like me where i have different ideas on you know stepping up and building some plans that we can utilize those resources tiff we can do a tiff programming to build businesses for affordable housing we can do tiff for childcare and move toward more preschool and we can uh, build some more grocery stores and and that infill that we're looking at and making sure that we create density and not uh, sprawl so we want to build that density and and utilize our land as much as possible and that in zoning needs to kind of be adjusted for that and people need to come to the understanding that we are going to have to have more of a multi level multi-housing kind of situation that it's it's sort of a leveled you know there's layers and tiers of that well rent keeps going up and up and up um affordable housing i I think the uh, city hall has a different definition of affordable housing than the 30 percent of of your income uh for what people make if they're working at 15 even 20 dollars an hour um Affordable housing is going to be definitely uh, something of our should be in that plan, uh, but is it really affordable housing? That's that's the thing, right? No, I don't. I don't think it really is mm-hmm. right now. I'm really proud of my daughter. You know, this whole rebuilding of our lives. She now just started this last week at the Sioux Falls Housing Partnership. Oh, good. So she's learning. You know, what does and she's taking applicants for and helping process people that are really yeah they're they need need to find places to live. They need to maximize all the programs and resources. So from the city council angle, you can devise incentive programs. We could do a sliding scale of helping people meet their rental needs. But with that too, we don't want to keep just making people more wealthy that are already in that upper level do they need more? i have no, i have no problem with success in financial success but you are we need to develop our workforce we need to support that workforce so whatever they need to stabilize and help them you know gain more experience get more secure that's really my interest right now and that is where helping them with actual affordable housing that they can really afford now if if you call upon businesses to start you know building a housing fund and getting that really built up so you can actually do something with it then you need the mechanisms in place which is public policy to then and then the process to get that into the hands of people 
so they can actually afford. But then with that, you probably have to have agreed rental prices. And I'm one that I love looking at other cities to see and then counterparts in other cities, call them, ask them for ideas, look at their policy. We don't have all the answers. We need to help one another. And there's many, many cities across the Midwest and entire United States that are dealing with the very same things and they're solving it. So you don't want to say any rent regulation control at all anywhere in city hall. <laughs> no, no. But uh, our time is almost running out. Yeah, so, no, that's uh, right. I, you know, if they're making a sustainable future plan for the city, if they would have made it two years ago, it would almost have to be changed with all the things that have changed since, you know, two years ago. It has to have some flexibility and, 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 and more citizen input. Pam Coley, running for city council at Large B. Uh, when they hear Pam Cole, what do you want them to think? I want them to think that I have the leadership and experience to move us forward in helping us solve our problems dealing with workforce development and helping people just get that stabilized and move the next level up. So um, I have the background to do that and I have the energy and caring heart for people to get that done. And how can they find out more information? Yeah, they can go to my website. That's www.cole.com. C-O-L-E for council.com. And then on Facebook, Pam Cole for council. Pam Cole running for Sioux Falls City Council at Large B. You did your own website of it. I did actually, yeah. <laughs> and one of the few candidates that actually puts your phone number on your website, Pam Cole. Uh, one of the two Coles, we want to say Pam Cole running for City Council at Large B because they're both spelled the same. I uh, want to thank you for being with us on Forum. Hey, thank you so much.